Hi, I'm Joanne Dicknair, Meemaw, with It's Storytime, Meemaw, and answered prayer for stories that point children to God on the Truth Network for Kids. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. We got a firecracker of a 4th of July (laughs) Kingdom Pursuits for you today in so many different ways. I'm so excited to share it with you all. I've got... uh, Virginia Miller and her husband, John, who are with West Asheboro Baptist Church, and they are the directors of the Vacation Bible School that is going to be coming on in here in July. What's the dates on that, Virginia? July 17th through the 24th. That's right. That's a week, July 17th through the 24th. And I'll bet you your church is involved in Vacation Bible School. And oh my goodness, how many, how many of the next generation of Christ followers will be happening this very summer when you think about the prayer that we can get involved in all that's going on in the vacation Bible schools across the country. Some of you are in Toledo, Ohio today, or maybe you're in Dayton or you're in Richmond, Virginia. We want you to think we're well representative and feel free to call in and talk about that because we're going to be talking about vacation Bible school today. And then also sort of in celebration of the 4th of July. We have Matt Christian here with us again with the Christian History Magazine and their latest issue is America's book, How the Bible Helped Shape the Church. Right, Christian? I mean, Matt, I don't know why I call you, but I guess you can go by your last name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, It's a pleasure to be here, sir. So tell me again, it's it's America's book, How the Bible Helped Shape the Church? Yes. yes, that's the main idea behind the magazine. It primarily focuses on how the Bible was instrumental, obviously, to the Great Revivals, as well as how the discussion around the Bible, whether it be on certain kinds of criticism or interpretations, how that influenced um, American culture. All right, we're excited about finding out about that, but... You know, since it's the 4th of July. Now the fun begins. <laughs> now it's time to play Ah, yes, yes, yes. For those of us who grew up in the 60s, you know what that sounds like. Well, I got a special treat for you today. Since it's the 4th of July, I rather than have my normal dad jokes, I have a long format 4th of July dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. It really is a dad joke in its own way. So you may have heard this, but it probably not, because it's it's a rare story, but I did find it recently. It's called George Washington and the Outhouse. Have you heard that, Cameron? <laughs> no. Have you, have you heard of it? I know you're with Christian History Institute. You're probably familiar with it, right, Matt? It does sound familiar. <laughs> so once in the 1820s, a little boy named Sam... Not coincidental to uncle, you know. But anyway, at this point in time, his name was Sam, a little boy. And he was playing a game in the backyard. And during his pretend fighting game, he knocked over the outhouse. 
This was oh, in the no. 1820s. They didn't have bathrooms out there. So Sam was upset and worried that he would get into trouble. So he ran into the woods and he didn't come out until after dark. And when he arrived back home, his pappy was waiting for him. And he asked suspiciously, son, did you knock over the outhouse in the afternoon? And pappy, no pappy, Sam lied. Sam, he told a lie. I cannot tell you that I turned over the outhouse. And so his father said, well, son, let me tell you a story. Once long ago, Mr. George Washington received a shiny new axe from his father. Excited, he tried it out on a tree, swiftly cutting it down. But as he looked at the tree with his dismay, he realized it was his mother's favorite cherry tree. His pappy paused for effect, you know, and said, just like you, he ran into the woods. <laughs> and when he returned, his pappy asked, George, did you cut down the cherry tree? And George answered his father, said, I cannot tell a lie. I did indeed chop down the cherry tree. And his father said, well, since you were honest with me and you spared me from your punishment, I will spare you from your punishment since you're honest, right? I hope you've learned your lesson. That was George's dad, right? So then Sam's fat father asked him again, son, did you knock over the outhouse? Well, Pappy, I cannot lie anymore, said the little boy. I did indeed knock over the outhouse. Well, then his pappy father, you know, spanked Sammy boy, red, white, and blue. It was an American thing to do. And the boy <laughs> whimpered. <laughs> pappy, I told you the truth. Why did you spank me? George's father didn't spank him. And Pappy answered, that's because George Washington's father wasn't in the tree when he chopped it down. <laughs> <laughs> Unforgettable, right? <laughs> yeah. So that you wonder how what happened with Uncle Sam. There you have it. So with the end of all those shenanigans, you knew I would actually have a really, have a really spectacular prize for you today. Really one of the best we've ever offered here on Kingdom Pursuit. So if you can answer this riddle which is why are there no 4th of July knock-knock jokes? Okay, that's our actual riddle today. Why are there no 4th of July, since it's a 4th of July show, I can do this. <laughs> why are there no 4th of July knock-knock jokes? And if they can answer that, Carmen, tell them what they'll win. Today's prize is four tickets to watch The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis at the Fletcher Opera Theater in Raleigh, North Carolina on Saturday, July 9th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Are you getting this? Wow. It's four tickets to The Great Divorce. It's, I mean, this thing is spectacular. They, they go around the country doing it, and I'm trying to remember what Max's last name is. The guy that impersonates C.S. Lewis is spectacular. Anyway, those tickets are, if you go look at them online, they're over $100 right now wow. per ticket, and there's four tickets. <laughs> if you can just tell us <laughs> this little 4th of July riddle, why are there no 4th of July knock-knock jokes? You call us 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH, and just tell us, you know, why there's no 4th of July knock-knock jokes. I mean, pretty easy, I would think. Mm -hmm. Don't answer it, you know, because we got to make sure somebody wins <laughs> tickets. Very excited to give that away. So, twenty-six years, Virginia. You guys have been, have you've been doing that. So, yes. how do you got to tell our audience how in the world for twenty-six years? How did you get started? Well, I grew up in Bible school because I've gone to church all my life. Okay, and was always in Bible school. So as soon as I aged out, I started teaching. <laughs> Really? And then, uh, after John and I started dating and I started going to his church, I think we taught one year, 
And then after that, they made me director. So I've been doing it ever since. 26 years. Oh, my yes. goodness. So, John, from what I understand in this in this love story, you, you told her she was going to your church? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a given. That was a given? Yeah. Yeah. She, my wife told me it was the other way around. <laughs> she, she, I didn't go to church, so she was like, "If you're going to update me, you got to go to church." Right. And so that's yeah. how that's how it happened in my <laughs> story. So, Matt, how did it happen in your story? How did you end up going to the church you go to? Um, that's a really good question. It was uh, mostly conveniently placed close to my parents' house, which is uh, where I kind of live with them. And they uh, met the pastor, and he was a really good man of God, very honest and very um, down-to-earth, and we've been loving it, and we've been going ever since. How many years has that been? Not very long. I just moved to Arkansas not too long ago, so since last August, essentially. Oh, wow. So it hadn't been long. And I didn't know you moved to Arkansas. But anyway, um, so did you go to VBS when you were a kid? I did. I did. I've moved around the, uh, the country for a moment. I lived in Washington State for a short time, uh, as really? well as California, Denver, and Colorado, uh, Texas as well. So I've, I've been, <laughs> that old song, I've been everywhere. <laughs> wow. I, I, I've, I'm with you, Matt. Actually, I'm, I had moved, when I came to Winston-Salem, I'd moved 27 times oh, in my life. Yeah. And at one point in time, I'd moved more more times than I had years that I'd lived because my father was with Buick and he got transferred every couple of years. And then I got in the car business, which meant I got transferred all over the place too. And so, yeah, I've lived in, in every place you mentioned except Washington, but I got a few you haven't lived in. <laughs> but Matt is with Christian History Magazine. Their latest uh, publication is talking about America's, the, the Bible and the role it had in finding America. And then we got more on VBS, lots more on VBS. So stay tuned. And don't forget, man, you can win these tickets to this C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce, coming up at the Raleigh um, Coliseum there, 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom, and we are beyond blessed today. I just love what we're doing. We're talking about Vacation Bible School with Virginia Miller and her husband, John, with West Asheboro Baptist Church, which happens to be in Asheboro, North Carolina, yes, and uh, their VBS is coming up starting July 17th, and it's going to be that week, as well as Matt Christian with Christian History Magazine and their latest publication, America's Book how the Bible helped shape the church. And so between the Bible and VBS, there's a whole lot of shaping going on. I'm telling you, I was telling Virginia before the show that we, um, you know, I, I've taught special needs at Calvary for years and years, and we would use the Vacation Bible School format because they have such neat themes and such neat music mm -hmm. um, in order to reach kids' hearts, right? Right. Yeah. And so this, this year's theme with you guys is... Food truck party. Food truck party party yes and, and so i can hardly wait to think what what <laughs> give me some idea of, of what where they're going with that idea obviously being hungry for the word <laughs> i'm guessing right well the main uh 
theme or Bible verse is the thank God for our daily bread. And so each lesson each night is about how God meets our needs and how we can look to him for everything. It is a, he, he is a food truck party. I hadn't thought about that, John. Yes. Did you? <laughs> no, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> because, I mean, he, he's got the word, and, and he helps you with your thirst, too. Hunger and thirst, it's a food right. truck party. Right. And, it's, and it's going on in your neighborhood, believe me. Right. And, and so it's really, really fun. And you guys have a big kickoff coming, right? So you got We do. And, and I've heard this rumor about a watermelon seed spitting contest. <laughs> yes, sir. On Sunday before Bible school, we always have a registration kickoff day. And we, it's like a fair. We'll have homemade ice cream, uh, corn dogs, play games. And we have the annual watermelon seed spitting contest that even the adults get involved in. That's gotten to be a big thing. We've done it now for about probably 12, 15 years. <laughs> and so I suppose you got to get the seeded watermelons. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. right. That's been a challenge sometimes. Get the seed-free ones. And so I, I do you... I, I, you just have a whole. How does I, I, John? You got to tell us how. How is this thing judged? You take a mouthful of seeds. We set up a ten foot wide roll of plastic, and they've got to go for it. It's got to stay on the plastic, and whoever gets the distance, well, there is no prize, but. Yeah, there's the championship. There, that's the there deal. Is you a have bragging, bragging. You have a T-shirt. <laughs> a T-shirt that's a, that's that goes around. <laughs> it gets passed along to the current champ. <laughs> so, so do they load up their? I'm trying to picture this scene. So, do they load up their mouths with seeds before they spit these things? Usually, it's one at a time. We got a lot of people full of hot air. They do good. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever like measured how far do they spit these things? I'm thinking one was like 87 feet, something like that. It's a long ways. It's huge. All the way across our parking lot. 87 feet. (laughs) (laughs) That's unbelievable to me. It was. I mean, yeah. And, of course, there's a lot of cheating going on, so you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how you cheat with that. So, uh, Matt, have you ever been involved in a watermelon seed spitting contest? No, I would say out of all the things that I've ever done that have been kind of goofy, I've never been in a watermelon seed spitting contest. And, and does the thought of 87 feet of spitting a watermelon seed just blow your mind? Like, uh, I would say that is definitely beyond impressive. Uh, maybe they had a CO2 cartridge under their tongue. And they- <laughs> <laughs> had to be some. Maybe some help of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that at home. You could get dead. You know, that, that would, be, that would not be, I shouldn't have mentioned that. Not a good idea. Don't everybody try that. No, 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 no. But sit, getting back to how the Bible was really, you know, instrumental, didn't have those kind of seeds, but a lot better seeds that you guys were planting. Well, what, what, what's in that article that, that kind of caught your attention, Matt? Uh, in terms of what was on the uh, uh, magazine? Well, the things that talked about the the things that I would say, one of the articles that I really appreciated that this uh, magazine covered was a article called Giving Sinners No Rest. And it's a little bit, it talks a little bit about the re, great um, revival that happened in America in around uh, 1600s to early 1700s before the Revolutionary War. And it talks about how, um, a little bit about Jonathan Edwards' grandfather, 
and how he impacted Jonathan Edwards before he uh, took a very large part of that kind of um, movement into full fruition. Really? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Edwards, his grandfather's name was Solomon Stoddard. He lived um, between 1669 to 1729. He preached for 60 years in one little small church. Um but in that entire time, he had Jonathan Edwards be as his assistant in the last two years. And one of the things that he said in that particular, um, in one of his writings, he said, men are in a deep sleep and flatter themselves as if there were no hell, or at least uh, that God will not deal with them so harshly with, uh, as to damn them. That comes straight from Psalm uh, 36.2, whereas... Uh, he says later on in that particular um, writing, ministers must give them no rest for that condition, so they must pull them out of brands of the burnings. And that comes from Zechariah 32. And I think one of the things that I think that this particular um, article within the magazine talks about very interestingly, it talks about the conviction of sin that I think is really important in the Christian life and in the Christian walk. Um, obviously, this kind of language that's very harsh and seems really... Um, hard to talk about, Edwards um, carried on to his very famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. But one of the things that I think along those lines is people need to understand what the how sin is so important um, to the Christian faith. Now, obviously, it's not something that's desirable, but throughout um, John the Baptist's ministry, throughout Jesus' ministry, they always said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And while we like to talk about you know, verses like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. it's important, especially during times of great revival, that the subject of sin is not neglected. And I thought that this article did a beautiful job in talking about that. Yeah, that's spectacular, Matt. It really is. And when you think about it, with little kids, right? You know, when right. little kids are hurting, when they've done something that really they didn't think they were capable of, got themselves knocked over the outhouse, as the case may be, <laughs> chopped down the cherry tree, and, and, you know, you see their little broken hearts. Like, they need an answer right then, and, and, and being able to, to supply something that actually does cleanse them is, is a huge part of what you guys do, right, Virginia? Right, right. We do try to meet the needs of the children in the community. We Every year we collect food. This year it's food trucks, but even when it hadn't been about food, we collect either money to give to a group or we found out that a lot of the children that come to our Bible school from our neighborhood get actual food and benefit from food out of our pantry at our church. So every year we collect cans of food and uh, paper goods and stuff to put in the pantry for those children. So we, we try to meet their needs head on, starting with feeding them. Right, right, which that's, you know, it's pretty hard to hear the gospel or even hear about, you know, if you're hungry or right. if you're worried about it. You right. know, where's yeah. my next meal coming from? You know, those things are, 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 are clearly a big part of what Jesus did, yes, right? He, he certainly right. talked about repentance, but he also made sure that, you know, people got their immediate needs helped, I mean, looked at whatever the situation may be. Right. But I can't get over 87 feet of fitness. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I can't get over, and I'm totally shocked because I thought my, my riddle was completely easy, why there are no 4th of July knock-knock jokes, because 
I mean, I'm telling you, these tickets are awesome. You get to go see the great divorce. They are. This this C.S. Lewis thing. You don't want to miss out on this. And and you may even know if you've listened to my show before. Nobody has ever gotten a question wrong in the history of the show. <laughs> so if you're wanting to go see The Great Divorce and you may not have a real good idea of why there are no knock-knock talks on the 4th of July, I might walk you through it. I'm just saying. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Because we want to give these tickets away. What an opportunity for somebody to go see this spectacular thing. It's in Raleigh. Right, it's at 8 yeah. p.m. next Saturday night. A night you will never forget, and all you got to do is just tell us, simple enough, why there's no knock-knock jokes on the 4th of July, and when you hear the answer, <laughs> I promise you'll laugh. You, you will. I just, I know that's coming. I know that's coming. And, yeah. and so, I'm, I'm getting back to, to the VBS idea. You know, uh -huh. we, uh, I was telling you before that we, we used that theme um, for many years, and we would use the, what they call ABCs, which is admit, believe, and confess at the right. end of that to try, you know, at the end of the week where, yep. you, where you, you, you give the students, in our case, these were special needs folks, some of them were in their 50s and 60s, right. um, an opportunity to, to do something, you know, it's just that simple, admit, believe, and confess, and then, you got, then you've got the solution to that sin problem that you've got, Right. And and remarkably, I'll never forget as long as I live that I had two autistic gentlemen that I wish you could have seen them before they came to Christ, before they admitted, believed, and confessed. <laughs> but I, you know, these guys were not verbal, and so all I could do is ask them, "Do they want to admit, believe? Do you want to do the ABC?" And these two gentlemen said yes, and I walked with it through them, both with sign language and speaking and praying with them. And oh, if you could see afterwards. These men that would rarely ever look you in the eye, that never would touch you in a million years, the one of them to this day, I know I'm going to go see him uh, tomorrow, and Marius will come across the room and grab my hand before <laughs> anything in the world because he knows he's my brother. And I'm oh. telling you that, oh, man, how many kids are there with VBS? And so whatever's going on in your church, man, find out and get involved. You can see after 26 years, she wouldn't be doing that for 26 years if she didn't have someone. So <laughs> we'll be right blessing. back. It is such a blessing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom having so much fun today on this firecracker edition with virginia and john miller talking with west ashboro's va va vacation bible school if you ever wondered what vbs stood for and you didn't know it's vacation <laughs> bible school because they come during the summer how much fun is that and matt christian with christian history magazine and their latest issue america's book how the bible shaped the church and so i'm a little bit chagrin that nobody has called in to answer my <laughs> riddle. I'm just shocked, actually, because number one, it's one of the best prizes we've, I mean, that thing is, That's those tickets prize. are expensive. <laughs> yeah. So we want you to be able to win this. So I, I want you to just focus for a minute. The question is, why are there no 4th of July knock-knock jokes? Now, think with me, when you go to knock-knock, where are you standing? Okay. Where are you standing when you're knock-knocking, okay? And there's many forms of knock-knocking, of trying to get somebody's attention. And when that 
other thought occurs to you, then it may come to you why Fourth of July. You know, there's other things that could happen. And even if you don't, aren't sure, again, I've never had anybody get anything wrong. I'll walk you through it. 866-348-7884-866-34-TRUTH. So, Virginia, since you've been doing this for 26 years, some of your graduates have gone on to bigger and better than, than watermelon on spitting. They certainly have. <laughs> That's been one of the biggest blessings for doing this all these years. I've got to see some of those same children grow up. Um, right now, we've got at least six of our VBS graduates that will be teaching and helping this year teach. And I know one little boy that came to, was in our Sunday school class and came to Bi- Bi- Vacation Bible School all these years is now pastoring a church. So that, that cool? that's a real blessing to see that. I, I have that same kind of story because before I taught special needs way back, more than 26 years ago, I taught high school um, like the, when they came in their junior year and senior year. <clears throat> uh-huh. And so this one little girl, which was very, very faithful, brought her boyfriend who was not even a Christian. I mean, clearly. I mean, <laughs> And he his deal was kind of like me. If you're going to date me, you got to go to church. And you could see he did not enjoy too much sitting there um, in 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 that Sunday school classroom. But he is not only a pastor, he's an outstanding pastor today. Uh, and I watched wonderful. as he not only came to Christ and then blossomed as, you know, that's the next generation. And so how yep. neat that you get to plant whatever seeds or you or you got to see him actually accept Christ or, or whatever mm-hmm. that so... That is so exciting. I tell my teachers, we have seen several children over the years, many children, uh, profess Christ and make their decision. But then sometimes you get kind of frustrated if you don't see the outcome. And I just try to encourage my teachers that even if you don't see an actual profession that week, we are planting seeds. And and it's up to God to take care of those seeds and make them grow. And, and I just have to believe that something they've heard, they will remember and if nothing else, let them just know from that week that they've been loved. Oh, I, it's, it's absolutely because, right. you know, it's God's timing and it's going to be exactly right. the right time when the seeds fall on good soil mm-hmm. and then they're ready to hear the message, whatever right. it was. It was right. like that with me. It is I mean, so fun. And our motto <laughs> kind of is go big or go home. And so when we decorate every year, we well, want the whoever kids to spit come that in. seed eighty-seven <laughs> feet. His motto was "Big go big." Right, right. What the heck? Right, right. <laughs> so, so as we're decorating, everything is big and overgrown, and our choir will, and the baptistry will be a big food truck this year. So that when the kids come in, everything's big and gets their attention, and we want them to know for that week that they are important and they're loved and that we serve a great big god and and it's and and it's fun right it is it I is mean, we it's, have it's a really, blast that, that's the big big part of it it's coming up july 17th there at west ashboro baptist church so if you live by the zoo somewhere you know you're there you are right there july 17th west ashboro baptist church is right there off right off the interstate so matt you guys are planting seeds too with every one of your issues right and, and yes, so as as you've been, how long have you been with Christian Institute now? Um, uh, probably since more or less the beginning of the year. Not particularly long, a couple of months. So what is what has happened for you since you've been there that you went, oh wow, God, that's why you have me here? 
Well, one of the things that I think is really important is that it's illuminated um, different aspects of history, which have a lot of relevance in today's time. You know what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, there's no nothing new under the sun. And sometimes when we go through life, it seems like, oh man, this is the first thing that I'm experiencing, or this crisis is completely new, nobody will understand. Whereas a lot of people in history have faced a lot of the things that we have, and it's been really refreshing kind of reviewing and researching and kind of going through the process of being able to talk about different aspects of the magazine, which has been really, at least for me, for purely selfishly reasons, um, been really helpful. But the other thing that I find so great about this particular magazine as well is that you can share this with other people, and that honestly has been really rewarding as well. Yeah, because so many folks love history, right? Yeah. And I think it's absolutely critical that rather than we read people's revisionist history... Well, just lying about history, you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, however you want to put it, you know, that, that, that we actually, you know, have this beautiful research and we have these beautiful understandings of how they really did, you know, face such things in their life. Like, you just think about the revolution. I mean, they were hopelessly outgunned, but they weren't outgunned at all. Yeah, because of, of one issue. I mean, God, I mean, it's pretty clear that that's, you know, that that's how that worked out. And so, you know, what a beautiful thing you guys continue to work. And, and so what's an update on Michael? I know he, he's been struggling with his diagnosis. He was on here a few weeks ago and people have been praying for him. Do you have any update on him, Matt? Uh, he's been doing pretty well. Um, the chemotherapy that he's on is definitely helping, but it's still, uh, with his diagnosis being um, kind of a severe uh, disease, it's still kind of guarded, but he's been doing pretty well last time I talked to him. Yeah. Uh, All things considered, obviously. I understand. For those who are wondering, Michael um, Austin is the, our longtime guest from Christian History Magazine. I've met him at the NRB years and years ago. He's often been on with me. He was diagnosed with pancreatic, stage four pancreatic cancer, which is not a good diagnosis. But um, if you could see, you know, when I do get emails from him, whatever, he's very encouraging. And we had him on the show and we continue to pray for Michael as, as he's involved with that. And so, you know, again, I, there's a soft part in my heart for Christian History Magazine because I have been with you guys, you know, seen what you've done for years and years and years. And I, being the history buff that I am, I just think it's absolutely spectacular. When, when you hear things like, you know, when we hear sinners in the hands of an angry God, it doesn't sound like the friendly message. <laughs> you know, that, 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 however, like, man, Jonathan Edwards and, and, since since you mentioned it, I got to ask. Although you probably don't know either, so why did Jonathan's last name not be Stewart? Was this his mother's father? I believe so. Yes, Stoddard was his name, right? Solomon Stoddard was it? Yep, yep, that was his grandfather. <clears throat> so I was like, wait a minute, his grandfather's name wasn't Edwards. <laughs> 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 but anyway, you know, it, it, you know, it makes sense that he would have. <clears throat> Uh, perhaps a different grandfather, but isn't that cool that that faith came down to such an evangelist? And when you think about what that title, that sermon is, it doesn't compare to like 
Talk about Vacation Bible School, Virginia. Do you know how many people Jonathan Edwards <laughs> you know, had the privilege of doing ABCs with? I mean, right. that was his deal. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> it, it, it really, really was. And, um, you know, in a time where, you know, it's the French and Indian situation. I had relatives in that era. And, like, I had a grandmother that they marched through the snow. She was pregnant. Oh, no. And they came and killed everybody in the village and marched her in the show to Mon- snow to Montreal in the middle of February in Connecticut. Like, that's not fun. That's and not she, she lived or I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so, you know, they were sinners in the hands of an angry God. I'm just telling you. Wow. <laughs> we're going to be right back with Monday. And, man, somebody's got to know my 4th of July joke. Come on now. <laughs> You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build a kingdom. And today we are having so much fun on this firecracker Mm -hmm. edition with Virginia and John Miller with the... uh, VBS at West Ashboro Baptist Church in Ashboro, North Carolina, and Matt Christian with Christian History Magazine. And most of all, I'm excited right this minute because I have a Riddler on the line and Carmen's getting his information or her information as the case may be. Um, so that we can find out once and for all (laughs) why there are no knock-knock jokes. I know you've wondered about this ever since I brought it up. Why there are no knock-knock jokes on the 4th of July. So, Kim, you're on Kingdom Pursuits. Good morning. Thank you for calling, Kim. I'm so glad you did. Yes, I've been trying to reach you. Oh, good. I am so glad. So do you happen to know... Why there are no knock-knock jokes on the 4th of July? You said that it has something to do with a door, but is it because freedom rings? Correct. Right? (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) See, you don't have to knock because you can ring the bell, just saying. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, are you going to enjoy this event in Raleigh? I'm so glad you called. And, and you've got tickets I, for four, and it's going to be spectacular uh, next Saturday. So I'm going to put you back on hold and let um, Carmen get your information. Thank you for calling, Kim. You have a happy 4th of July, okay? So can I just say I was wanting to get these tickets, but they were so expensive. I was like, oh, this is too expensive. So this is really a blessing for me. Great. Well, that makes my heart go pitter-pat. <laughs> and the fact that you had the courage to call in and wing it with me. I knew you'd get it. Yeah. Did you Google Thank it? You so if you're much. honest, did you Google it? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Good for you. I was, I was like, how hard could this be? All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Carmen's going to get that information. So, you know, you guys could do a whole, um, you know, article there on Freedom ringing, can't you, uh, Christian? <laughs> I'm mad. I keep wanting to call you Christian. <laughs> yeah, I suppose they could. Yes, I suppose. So you you, uh, you can take a, a peek under the covers, so to speak, on all the upcoming articles coming out. What are you excited about that's coming on in the next few months that, that you're like, oh, man, wait till they get a load of this article? 
So one of the things that you'll find um, really interesting about Christian History Magazine, it's very well illustrated, and they're coming out with a 40th anniversary issue um, about some of the images that they've been able to put into the magazines over the years, whether it be archaeology or different like stained glass windows or other aspects of important Christian history. So that's something that's coming out, um, and I'm really excited to see kind of how they put that together and how they talk about the different images over time. Yeah, I mean, it is literally like the Look Magazine. You remember back in the day, Virginia, where the Look Magazine, they had these unbelievable pictures that were so spectacular of different things. And that's part of the neat thing about a good magazine is is the photography is spectacular or the Im- however they made about the images. Right. And, and you guys even did a whole bunch on C.S. Lewis. In fact, I think you, you actually have a movie on C.S. Lewis Christian History Institute did on, right? That is um, correct, yeah. We did a magazine issue not too long ago. It was called C.S. Lewis at Home, and we, uh, Christian History Institute, along with kind of uh, Bill Curtis kind of heads up Christian History Institute as well as Vision Video and other things like Redeem TV. He um, loves to make films about Christian history, and um, that's actually kind of in some ways how the Christian History Institute started, was they did a pre-reformer uh film called John Huss. He was kind of before most of the other reformers like right, uh, right, I know. John Calvin and uh, Martin Luther and kind of talked about his story um, with that. And so that kind of actually birthed um, this magazine. How cool is that? And you know, if you ever go to the uh, Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., you know, they have a sort of a living John Huss. Have you ever been there, um, Matt? I have not had the privilege to go there, no, but I have had several people that I know and love go there, and they said it, it's absolutely amazing. Well, you know, like if you go to the Hall of the Presidents at Disney World, you know, they got all that. Well, they got that at the History of the Bible. They got John Huss and Calvin, all these people, you know, that are kind of like live talking to you. You know, it's really, really, really cool. And I I, I love that that stuff's out there, um, you know, for people that love God and, and, and want to go into that. So Virginia... Or John, take your pick. Um, what are you most excited about that your group this coming up? You know, this on the seventeenth of July here. Well, the I said we had taught Bible school every year, but during the pandemic, that was a year when we didn't get to have it. And then one year we just sent vacation Bible school bags. Last year we went back to the full fledged thing, so this will be our second year from the pandemic. And I know the children just enjoy getting together so much and come together as a group. And I think the teachers that are working this year have been just exceptionally excited. And we're all just looking forward to it so that I think the children... And the kickoff's going to be huge. Not just the watermelon spitting contest. We'd all... Worldwide, there's food... Ice cream, five different freezers of (laughs) homemade ice cream that they're going to be churning it up. There right. and when the parking lot of West Asheville right. Baptist Church, yeah. right. you don't want to miss this. <laughs> July 17th, I'm going to do my best to be there. I will look forward to seeing you. And so, wow, thank you so much all. Thank you, Matt, for being with us today on Kingdom Pursuits on this special 4th of July weekend. And now, wow, you got some really cool programming. Encouraging Prayer is on the 4th of July, as well as... You know, the masculine journey starts here and now. And then Nikita Koloff did a special 4th of July show. So you got so much truth. This is the Truth Network.